0: Hi, welcome to Standing in Faith. I'm Kat and I'm in the studio today with Jeff. Hello. David. Hey. And my son, Ben. Is Good morning. Here. <laughs> Ephesians 6 10 uh, and continuing on says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. With the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. One thing that struck me about the gospel of peace is earlier in Ephesians 3.12, it says, and it's talking about Jesus, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And, uh. I just thought about how that really is the the gospel of peace between God and man, just that freedom and that confidence we have.
1: You know, um, I don't know how spiritual this is, but boots matter, right? What you have on your feet matters. Mm -hmm. It matters if you're if you're moving someplace I'm 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 a hiker and if if and my wife and I go backcountry backpacking sometimes and I tell you your feet your boots really matter and keeping your feet well really matters um yeah. you won't, you don't want them to get dirty and blistered and sore and cuz then you you kind of you lame then Yeah. So I, I thought it was I'm just throwing out, first thing that popped in my mind was, yeah, you know what, what's on your feet really does matter so that you can move about and, yeah, be productive. But in this case, he's talking about standing, but even that, right, if you're on, if you're on, even if you're on firm foundation, you want to, you want something on your feet that's going to enable you to stand there.
0: Yeah
2: going off of what you said, Jeff, um, I think that's a really good point. Without good shoes, you can't stand well. And um, at seminary, we have a boxing club. And we were, um, you know, learning our first few things, uh, you know, about footwork. And one thing that our instructor said was, uh, those, you know, guys who don't have good footwork will lose. And a lot of it comes down to not how hard you can punch, or how quick you are at blocking, but it's, do you have good footwork? And if you don't have good footwork, um, you'll lose the fight. And Ooh. so that's important in you know our spiritual battles as well. And like you said, we need a firm foundation, but we also need to have good shoes. And in Romans 13, St. Paul talks about uh, putting on Christ um, and wearing the armor of light. And so not only do we need Christ as our foundation, but we need Christ as our shoes as well.
3: Good.
0: Yeah, that's good. I didn't know that about the boxing thing, but it makes sense.
3: Yeah, it. And when you look at the word peace, you know, we often use the word shalom, which is holistic. It means a whole bunch of things. I mean, the core meaning of shalom is is uh, order out of chaos. But um, here, what's interesting here in this Greek passage is peace meaning. Health, welfare, prosperity, every kind of good. Um, and it's the gospel of peace which actually is the gospel of bliss, is another way of looking at it. Uh, so and because when we think of gospel, what do we think of? Right? We think of good news mm-hmm. that's what gospel means it means good news very good news um, because of its huge provision for us so having a a a sound foundation and I like Ben's illustration of the boxing is that that sound foundation is that we don't get we don't get we maintain that peace, that gospel of peace, that sense of peace, the gospel of bliss. We maintain that in our lives so that we don't get knocked off. You know, we don't mm-hmm. get a punch coming at us, and it, and we don't have to par it. You know, or get away from it, or do whatever is necessary. So it just it it's something that I think that is is probably tantamount to what uh, to what we think of when we think of. This gospel of bliss is being just founded in it, solid in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I was when I was younger, I was in. I did a lot of karate, and um, one of the things to Ben's point that we were taught is you pay attention to your opponent's feet. You might not be looking at the feet but the feet will tell you what your opponent's going to do. And you're also looking for when your opponent gets lazy because ultimately you want to catch him on his heels, right? When he's on his heels, he can't really do much other than fall backwards. So you're paying attention to what's where you're, where the weight of your opponent's body is on his feet. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but, you can tell a lot on when somebody's going to move based on what their feet are doing. That makes sense. Uh-huh. So um that that's kind of what's triggering in my mind right now as I'm thinking about this. So this is interesting because right we're focused on standing but we're also talking about moving and what that means right in terms of your opponent. Um I always go back to I don't think stand means frozen, right? It doesn't mean right? Stationary. Yeah, s-
0: passive. Idle.
1: Passive, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think it's it, it is a verb that means that you are alert. Um you are on your toes. You are in a state of readiness. Mm-hmm. Um not a state of it's standing is not relaxing. I I don't know anybody that i would say can relax while they stand um but anyhow i thought that was kind of
3: interesting what what brings a good point about that too jeff when you said that is that yeah when you get lazy or you relax you know you're gonna get knocked out probably i mean that that, your opponent if if he catches it interesting passage in zephaniah says that the Lord has taken away your judgments. He's cast out your enemy. By the way, Zephaniah three fifteen for you that are listening. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even your Lord, is in the midst of you. You shall not see evil anymore. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, and to Zion, Let not your hands fall limp. The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. And I think it's important when we talk about don't let your hands fall down. It's like almost there's sometimes you almost feel like, you know, oh, what's the point? You know,
1: mm.
3: uh, and, and we almost kind of let that down, That that kind of. Uh, oh, what's the point? And and we walk into a phase of of, of something that we were never intended to walk into. Mm-hmm. But he says, "Hey, don't don't let your hands fall in. I am there, and I'm in your midst." I think it's the same thing as they all walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, fear no evil, for I am where I'm. I'm Jehovah Shammah, I'm the God who is there. I'm always there. Um.
1: So, I want to keep on with that trend that you just said. Mm -hmm. So these were Roman boots, right? Which I think we might call fancy sandals Mm -hmm. nowadays, right? But for them, back in the time, I think that they were, they were kind of. Leathery, and they had straps, and you tie them on, and um, that's actually what the word – so I I focused on the word shod, or having put on, I think is what your translation Mm -hmm. said. Um,
0: Your feet fitted with the readiness.
1: Yeah, fitted. Fitted. So – New King James uses shod, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what? what's a shod? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what a shod is. You spelled "shed" hey, wrong. <laughs> hey, then, I'm going to have to look that one up, right? So I, I looked up shod. I'm like, what on earth does shod mean? Um, and it means to bind under oneself, to tie on. And I thought that was pretty – I liked that word picture, right? Binding – under yourself, undergirding yourself with the preparation of the gospel, tying that on mm-hmm. so that we could stand on top of that. Not underneath it, but on top of it. I think that's also important. And I'll stop see if that gets you any conversation.
0: Uh really quick, the um when you said underneath it, it reminded me of I looked up how Roman the how when the the guards, the sandals they had hobnails all, like, nailed into the bottom, so when you were walking, if you were trampling on your enemy, if they were wounded or whatever, you were doing more damage, but all they had all these, like, nails and stuff, and they found all this archaeological evidence. I mean, you know, it's, like, true, you know, they, they had, mm. like, almost like cleats.
2: Uh, the cleats point reminds me of, um, you know, how it says in Scripture that uh, Genesis 3.15 that there will be enmity between the woman and the serpent, and between um, her seed and the serpent seed, and then it makes the the first gospel that our Lord will come and crush the head of the serpent. And I think that's interesting because as Christians, as putting on you know Christ and putting on the shoes of Christ, which are the preparation from the gospel of peace, you know, and and uh, David, you were talking about um, you know order out of chaos. So when we wear that piece, we're able to step on the chaos that comes from the devil mm-hmm. and the vices that he tries to, to throw at us, especially the, the head vice of pride. And when we step on the head, which is pride, you know, uh, we kill the serpent. And so, But we're not stepping on it with our own shoes. We're stepping on it with uh, the shoes given to us by Christ. And you know, having those spikes on the bottom of your shoe is really helpful.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. Good, man.
2: Cleats hurt.
3: Been stepped on a few? Yeah, they, they hurt. Boy, do
1: they hurt. Mm-hmm. Even even if they're not metal ones, even if they're the... It still hurts. Oh, yeah, they hurt. Yes. It does not tickle when you get stepped on with a cleat.
3: So I think a, a question would be, you know, we're talking about putting on... On the on the on these shoes as a goth to to be a firm foundation and so forth. So how do we do that? I'll throw that out. How how do we put on the gospel of peace? As how do we shod? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, there's a readiness when you understand the gospel of peace it's almost like a readiness that just flows from that because you uh you have that confidence and that freedom when you understand really the true gospel
2: i think there's something important too in remembering that you know we're born again you know through our baptism we're raised with christ to new life and you know when we think about the fact that you know we dwell with, you know, the God who became man, that gives us a lot of peace in itself. I mean, to just really think about, you know, our Lord loved us to come down from heaven and give up his position as, you know, king of the universe. Not that he gave it up, you know, eternally, but, you know, for a time he humbled himself and he was not reverenced by most people. He was, you know, despised. But he did this for love of us and therefore we can have peace in any situation knowing that you know it doesn't you know it's God who cares about us you know more than anyone else you know it's our lord you know the king of the universe who cares about us more than anyone else and we don't have to worry about you know anything that we're going through i mean not that we shouldn't worry at all but it doesn't have to be something that destroys our peace we can have peace within that suffering mm-hmm. knowing that our lord loves us so much as to you know become man and die for us and do things beyond our wildest imaginings you know you know dying on the cross and so I think that's an important way to really put on that peace. Yeah.
3: One, one thing, too, if you think about when Jesus sent out his disciples, remember he said, if you go to a home, you know, say peace or shalom be under this home. And if it returns to you, leave. And he says, if a city does that, what does he say? When you get outside the city, take off your shoes and knock the dust of that off, as if to say, hmm. there is no peace here and there's not going to be, I don't know, what what basically other than, than um, that's in God's hands anyway. Judgment's always in God's hands, not in ours. Yeah. Um, we learned that from the Sons of Thunder, <laughs> if you remember the story. But... But I, it, you know, and putting that piece on, I think it's so important to remember, especially what what Ben was saying is it it it's the gospel. Of course, we go back into the gospel, that that Jesus, though being in the from Philippians chapter two, though Jesus being in the very form, uh, uh, being in the very nature of God, um, humbled Himself. He he stripped Himself of all of His power, everything. Uh, even his godly power, the power that Jesus had was after his baptism when he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. That's when, because it says he went about anointed of the Holy Spirit, doing good, delivering all those from who were oppressed by the devil. So uh, we see that that beautiful gospel of peace is about, about healing, restoration, about wholeness. What did he say? I came to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind. And I think that's opening our spiritual eyes, our our physical, whatever it may be, uh, releasing the captives out of prison. That was the big that was part of the whole new gospel because so many people in that time, if you remember, were so bound that, that the Romans were oppressing them, the 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 laws that were that were added on by the the Pharisees that, that made things oppressive. They couldn't breathe. And all of a sudden, Jesus enters a picture with this whole new understanding of the kingdom of God and and that, that that it just, it it resonated such good news to these people. We can't imagine, I don't think, just how good that news was, you know, of course, unless you've walked in, in some form of this kind of, and then, are set free and to see that. But I, I, I think we remember is that when we shot our feet, when we put that on, it's, it's almost something that we put on, not just on our feet. It's just, that's a a firm kind of a foundation, a foundation that we're, we're, we're in that gospel, that good news of peace. And that's how we walk, Mm -hmm. you know, blessed are the peacemakers. So wherever you walk, you kind of walk with that 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 sense of of peace. And and it's it's really walking with Jesus in that, you know, because I don't know about you, something happens, you know, Jesus is back here and I'm up here and I'm ready to punch somebody's lights out, you know, no more peace there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um and and that happens, I mean it happens, it's, it's part of but it's us learning how to walk with him, you know, in that peace in a regular basis, and sometimes turning the other cheek or whatever it may be that creates that aura of peace around us even, that good news of peace.
1: I like to think of the gospel of peace as God's manifest grace. So as I'm thinking about this, one of the questions you asked, how do you shod, right? So in this case, you would be literally binding grace, God's grace mm-hmm. underneath your feet because God's grace is, right? That, that salvation is an extension of God's grace. So I kind of like that because it doesn't mean, it means that I'm on it. It's, I've accepted it. I'm positioned in it. I'm moving on it. It's not something that I definitely, it's a gift. I guess what I'm saying is it's a gift to be able to stand on that. And it's not through any kind of striving that I've been able to achieve that. It's just accepting that free gift of grace. Now, if I've bound grace to myself, to your point about moving about, Well, then not only am I moving about in peace, but now I should also be moving about in grace. Um, And if I'm moving about in grace, then what's being deposited, right? Kind of going back to your cleats, right? Maybe rather than um, cleats that are being, right, that grace now is leaving its mark and Mm -hmm. its, its residual is being deposited wherever i go
0: they got those special shoes that people aerate their lawns with you know like to, to help them grow better
1: yeah they don't work i had i had oh. a pair of
0: these. <laughs> i was just thinking about I was like say, i need a pair of those <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I have a pair. you can borrow them. Okay. they're really a nuisance <laughs> no good <You>
2: know. <laughs> i think it's interesting to think about the feet maybe as an analogy for the will and your 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 eyes as an analogy for the intellect because you you know you walk where you're Your eyes point, and you know, that's how you find your way through the world. Um, But when we center our will um, on things of what God wants for us, then that also gives us more peace because we know that it's not in our hands. When we're, and also thinking about shoes, if we don't have any shoes on at all, it makes it really hard to walk, you know, especially over gravel. Um, You can walk maybe in your kitchen, but um, you know, when you get outside the house, it's really hard. So, it's like doing things on your own strength, and like you said, you know, binding grace to yourself, it's it's really important because without our Lord's grace, we're just doing everything by our own work, we're, we're walking across gravel on our own without any help.
0: There's no readiness and, in that.
2: Right, I, I can't run very far on gravel, um, you know, without falling over and then getting more scratches, so <laughs> uh, it, it is really important to have those shoes that our Lord gives us, and that is the grace that comes from his gospel, so...
3: And and I think it takes us back. I think those are such good points because it takes us back to the idea of of so many believers think, well, I've got to do something in order to be pleasing to God.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got
3: to do something in order for Him to accept mm-hmm. me. And and grace has already accepted us. It's already it's already taken a sense like the prodigal. A prodigal came back with all these excuses, thinking he'd be a servant. And, and no, the father was waiting on him, and he, he was trying to repent and do all this stuff, and, and the father wouldn't have it. He put the coat on him. He put a ring. He said, no, you're my son, not a servant. And I think sometimes we miss that part of, the, of, of how the, what I call extravagant grace of God that, that he pours out on us. And while y'all were both talking, I was thinking about Ephesians 2, Where it says, um, and you he hath quickened who were dead in your sins, wherein in the times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. in uh, the desires of the flesh and the mind when you're talking about the eyes and the will and so forth. And then I love this part. And this is where the grace comes. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, He's quickened us together with the Messiah, that is, by grace you're saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in the the Messiah Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you were saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, you know, it, 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 it comes down to that whole thing that it's really quite a humble walk. You know, I've showed you, O oh man, and from, from Micah, um, I believe 6, 8, I've showed you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, To love mercy and walk humbly with your God, isn't the gospel of peace about humility too? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: you know. So if we want to shot him, if we learn to walk in humility, you're truly walking in the gospel of peace. A lot of good points, guys. Yeah, really. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, let's take and bless the listeners mm-hmm. with all that we've just talked of. Okay. Somebody want to lead us off?
2: I'll lead. Okay. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to send your grace upon the listeners mm-hmm. so that they might have... The love of the Holy Spirit within their hearts and kindling them so that they may do your will and they, that they might seek your will. Please give them the shoes, the preparation, the boots so that they can destroy the snares of the enemy, not through their own power, but through yours. And may their eyes be pointed in the direction you want them to go and may their feet follow faithfully according to your will.
0: God, thank you that we are your workmanship, mm. that you've created us and prepared our lives in advance and prepared the things you want us to do and crafted us to be good at what you want us to do and to teach us the things that we need to learn. Just That's just amazing that we are your workmanship. Thank you.
1: Holy Spirit, teach me how to bind under myself your grace. That I would be continuously positioned on grace. That I would be able to move with grace. That I would flow in grace. That grace would abound. That I'd always be ready. Always be alert. To be able to share the peace that I've received.
3: Lord, I bless those today who are Listening, who may be in a dark place, who may feel hopeless, who whose lives may feel disturbed and and out of out of sorts. I bless them, Lord, with this shalom, this order out of chaos. I bless them with a a, a walk. It says, lead us in a plain path because of our enemies. And I bless them with this plain path, O oh Lord, from you, that they might Truly, as Ben has said, see with their eyes where their feet would go. And that your word, that living word, would be such a light to their feet and new hope and new joy they would be blessed with, Father, as you would dispel the darkness and the hopelessness and restore unto them the glory of the gospel of peace.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. David, Cat, and I sure would appreciate your feedback. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click like or rate us with five stars and be sure to leave a comment. If you've not already subscribed, please do that and turn alerts on. This way you'll be automatically notified when we post our next installment. You have our permission to share this episode. If you have a story you'd like to share or a question we can answer, you can email us at fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com.